studio connected by AT&T. Welcome to Between the Horns. I'm Miles Simmons. I'm here with DeMarco Farr. It is Wednesday, October 11th, and the Rams are now 3-2 and two after losing to the Seattle Seahawks 16-10. Um, so to start this off, D, I want to go back to the end of last week's show and what you mm. said what when I, I asked you what is the single most important thing the Rams have to do to beat the Seattle Seahawks, and you said don't turn the ball over. <laughs> yeah, I said that. You wow. said, and you said I think that I think that's one of the things that will kill you versus Seattle yeah. is turnovers. And what did the Rams do? Turn the ball over five times. Well, they're a championship team. I mean, they're a playoff team. I mean, they're Super Bowl contenders every single year, especially on defense. So if they start getting takeaways. Not only does it hurt you offensively and hurt your whole effort towards winning, it just gives them life. It gives them motivation. That's uh -huh. what they preach. Pete Carroll preaches, take the ball away. He wants to possess it. So when you start to give him the football and you make good on his promises, then you're going to be playing sky high. So all they need at that point is a lead, and they're going to sit on you. That's exactly what they did. It is exactly what they did. So five giveaways for the Rams. Mm. It was like, you know, you're singing Red Hot Chili Peppers. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. Nothing? No reaction from you on that at all? I'm hoping you never do that again. Okay, I yeah. won't do it again. Sorry, yes, guys. let the um, band sing. Anyway. <laughs> I love the chili peppers. Anyway, five giveaways for the Rams, though. Uh, Goff, two interceptions, one fumble. Gurley had that fumble yeah. at the beginning of the game, which was critical. And then Tavon Austin, uh, two muff punts, one recovered by the opposition. And McVay said this after the game. Look, any time that you give the ball away five times you're going to put yourself in a real tough position you to should win. Lose, yeah. you, you really, really ought to lose. Well, I mean, there's I, I know where we're going. There's always a silver lining because you're taking shots at the end zone to win the game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, so exactly where we're you're good enough to overcome five takeaways. Now, that's not going to be the norm. I mean, look what happened to Pittsburgh and Ben Roethlisberger mm -hmm. against Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. I, look, they got steamrolled. That's what happens with takeaways. One can do that to you. So imagine multiple takeaways and uh, from multiple – ways varieties a fumble like you said a, a pick and then a special teams turnover it's just inexcusable stuff you cannot have if you expect to win football games uh, against or, or beat anybody let alone a team like the Seahawks well credit to the defense because the Rams still were in position yeah. to win and conceivably should have won that game if Cooper Cup can pull that ball in that he does yeah. get his hands on. So even though you gave the ball away five or times. Make one field goal. Right, yes. <laughs> you also missed a, yes. Yeah. If you miss if you make that field goal, it also does change everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you're going for another field goal instead of to tie it. Right. Instead of having to, to try to win it at but the end there. That's the frustrating part. I mean, I, I I've been there as a player, uh, and right now as a broadcaster, going back and watching that game is painful. I mean, it, it's you mm -hmm. have to break it up because you get so upset mm -hmm. because when you turn on the defensive side or the offensive side all you see is one team beating the other the Rams actually absolutely took it to that Seattle defense early they did uh, they couldn't stop you I mean you had them on their heels and you don't see that Seahawk defense reacting to plays like that ever and then on the defensive side you all you see is wins across the board mm -hmm. you see guys out there you know having great games playing great games Russell Wilson pulling rabbits out of his hat or someplace else right. to make plays. But, <laughs> I mean, you got what you wanted defensively. So, if you're just looking at the film and forgot about the score, you would probably say the Rams were the better better team that day. Well, Seattle just got away with the victory. Yes, and if you look at the numbers, I mean, you look at the final team stats, Seahawks, 15 first downs, Rams, 21. All right, you know, yards, total offensive yards, Seahawks, 241, Rams, 375. 
right? Yards per play, 3.7 to 5.3. Rushing yards, 62 to 100. Passing yards, 198 to 280. All of these things, you, you put it together and you're like, the Rams really did have winning yeah. numbers from that game, but when you look when you at scroll giveaways, down to the only one that matters, yes, yeah, the points, the, the points <laughs> and giveaways. Yeah, yeah, you have five giveaways to two, and yeah. you have sixteen points to ten, and and that's where this thing goes into the biggest number wins loss. And now the Rams and Seahawks are tied at the top of the division with a three and two record. I would assume that the Rams are going to play angry because you have every right to be. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's not like you got beat by a better football team. You helped them beat you. You helped yourself to lose. So I would expect on Sunday they're going to play ultra aggressive, just as long as you play within the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's human nature to want to get some get back. Um, it's funny how when you lose games like this, injuries don't hurt as bad. What do you mean? It just doesn't hurt as much because you're still smart enough beating yourself. Every game takes years off your life or time off your life. <laughs> it's brutal. It absolutely is. I, I, this I is the know. National yes. Football League. I, Let's I laugh, just be honest. Like that's, you're right. That, that, that's a true statement. And you're going to be sore, win or lose. Right. But when you have a game like that to where you felt like you let one get away, the bruises, the ooeys, and the owies don't hurt as bad. Mm. You can't wait to get to next Sunday. Right. Uh, to just get that feeling out of your system. There's nowhere else to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you a story. Like, sure. learning how to win and lose in this game. Um, being a young kid, losing a game in high school and being upset with my performance. Getting into a car, vividly remember this, and punching the windshield and cracking it. Whoa! Yeah. The minute what? my fist hit windshield and cracked it, I felt stupid. How dumb was that? Wow. Right, but that's the frustration you feel. But it was the right feeling. What I did with it was wrong. Right. You have to bring that back to practice. Mm -hmm. You have to bring that back to prep. You have to bring that to next Sunday. So that's what all these guys, coaches, and and players are going through right now when you let one like that get away. But you have to channel it in the right direction. What did mom say when See, that's the dumb thing, right? (laughs) I can't pay for this window. (laughs) Mom's going to have to pay for this window. (laughs) So what happened when you – it was stupid. When I got home, it was stupid. I was appropriately punished when I got home. Um, it's, it sounded like a good idea at the time, and it, <laughs> and it wasn't. Unintended benefit, it became legendary because I was the kid who cracked his windshield because he lost. Uh-huh. So people knew my car. Yeah. yeah, it was one of those. But okay. how dumb was that? Like I said, passion right. We lost. I was not happy about it, yeah. but redirect that into getting better. That's what you have to remember. So... You're going to play angry on Sunday, guaranteed, but you have to play angry and under control, or Jacksonville is going to jump on you. Right. And Jacksonville, I think, has done a really good job of playing within their scheme and playing within what playing within themselves. You know what I mean? You know, they're a running team that plays really good defense right now. We'll talk more about them um, as the show goes on. But I do want to go into what do you think was the biggest issue for the Rams offensively? Because, again, they moved the ball, but they just weren't finishing. Well, look, um, you could go all the way back to, I I don't want to say gaff. I want to give Seattle credit for the play they made, but the touchback. Uh I mean, you opened up a whole can on them on that first drive, Mm -hmm. and you move the ball right down the field. Yes. Um, You had them looking at you like, that can't be the Rams doing this. Um, Maybe some doubt was creeping in on that side, but you didn't get the points out of it, Mm -hmm. so you gave them life. Yes. So it's just, it was one of those weird games. We talked about, how much have we gushed about Andrew Whitworth? And I'm still gushing about Andrew Whitworth. Yeah. Um, The one time he varies his set a little bit against the guy he was dominating, he gets the edge, gets the ball out, and that 
almost killed you or did kill you. It kind of did. It kind of did kill you. So it's just one of those weird moments. The guy that fumbled it away was also the guy that scored the touchdown two plays earlier. Right. It's just a weird day. So um, th there's some good things and bad things that you can critique off tape, but I think you did enough to win. They just made a few more plays than you did. Yes. Yeah, in, in key moments. And, and I think that's the, the biggest difference, the key moments. So mm -hmm. that, that girly fumble, that to me, you know, you, you see it, you see the ball hit the pylon initially, and you say touchdown just like the officials down on, on the field said it was. And then you see that replay, and I, I don't remember who first said it on Twitter, but that somebody saw the replay, and then it went into my timeline like, oh, no, that's a touchback. Yeah. Because the ball came loose from Gurley's hand as he, before he stepped out of bounds. So if he just holds on to that ball for a split second longer, you know, and he steps out of bounds, then it, the ball is out of bounds at the one. Conceivably, the Rams then hand it off to Todd Gurley again, and he goes in for a yard on the touchdown. But Earl Thomas, man, he is he, that good. He makes a good play. He is just that good, and he's yeah. done it before against the Rams, if you remember a couple of years ago. That's true. Benny Cunningham in Seattle, yeah. they sort of had a very similar play where he's trying to stretch the ball out toward the end zone. Earl Thomas punches the ball out. Well, I mean, when you go back to and watch Earl Thomas's reaction, he's the first one that had it, mm -hmm. even before the official. So that's the first thing. I mean, every defender is always going to try to lie. Uh, offsides, false start. Even if you're dead offsides, yes. I'm going to point to that guy and say he moved. The Seahawks did that a couple of let times. Let the refs the figure it out, right? Yeah. I'm going to lie. But watching his reaction to that, that told me, okay, I think he got it. Mm -hmm. I think he got it. He got it out because I don't think anyone is going to be watching the ball more closely than Earl Thomas. He's the last line of defense for the Seahawks. So mm -hmm. that gave me the first indicator that this could be a touchback. Then it was Todd's reaction or non-reaction that yeah. told me, okay, I think he may have lost this. Yeah. So it, it happens. I mean, look, when you have a guy that stretches out for the end zone to score, um, it's, it's feast or famine. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, he's going to score. Um, every now and then, that's going to happen. But I heard about Sean McVay. I heard what he said, what his, his coaching point is going to be. We want you to go through that guy, protect the football first. So stuff like that will probably never happen again. So it's stuff that you work on in practice. But this is football. Um, you, it's a reactionary sport, meaning something like that has to happen so you can have the coaching point and then you get better as a player and as a team. Right. And that, I think, is what's going to happen. You oh, know, yeah. You don't, Guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. Next time, Todd Gurley's going to run through that guy because not that I am dissing Earl Thomas in any way because I think he is one of the top three best defensive players <laughs> in this league. But True. I think Todd Gurley, if he's running – and he's got a full head of steam, he wins that matchup and he goes into the end zone. Or or not. Earl knocks you out of bounds. Where are you going to spot the ball? If he right. knocks on the inch line. Mm -hmm. So this that play and like punt returns with Tavon and fair catching. You have an offense that can move the ball from anywhere on the field. Okay? Protect the ball. Right. The one thing you can't have happen is we lose possession. If we lose possession, we can't score. If we keep possession with the way you're rolling on offense, you can score from anywhere. Uh, so just remember that. Before we get um, into Tavon Austin, because I do want to get into that, I, I saw this on NFL Network on Sunday, and it was Earl Thomas, mm -hmm. and he was talking about the Rams' offense, and he was on that call with Deion Sanders, you know, the, the prime, yeah. whatever. You ball, you get the call, which I think is a cute little slogan. That's sort of funny. Anyway. Earl Thomas was saying... Did you say cute slogan? I did. He said cute slogan, right? Yeah. Cute okay. slogan. Cute slogan. NFL. Earl Thomas, Dion, and cute. It's a anyway. good slogan. Go ahead. Maybe it's not as cute. Prime. He said it. 
Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I know. I, I will never get the call. Earl, he called you cute. No, 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 no. When you see Earl Thomas calling cute. Nope, I didn't Do say it from anything. a distance. I wasn't saying anything <laughs> about right. Earl Thomas. I was talking about the slogan to that hey, segment. Hey, Earl. You ball, you get the call. <laughs> My point on what I was going to. Earl Thomas, Deion Sanders. Yes. yes. Okay. So they're having this conversation, and, and Earl Thomas says, hey, man, Goff has improved a lot. And he said he was even looking me off a few times. And yeah. there are not many, many quarterbacks in this league who have successfully been able to look off Earl Thomas over the last however many years he's been playing this in, in this league. So yeah. I think that tells you something about this offense and how much it has improved. Frank Clark gets pressure on everybody. Now, he got the sack, but for the most yeah. part, Andrew Whitworth held him in check. Mm -hmm. Michael Bennett, how many times did you say his name on game day? Not many. How many times did because you say Cam Chancellor's name? Not many. And if you did, it was usually at the end of a catch. Mm -hmm. So Bobby Wagner being fooled on play action. You had Seattle on their heels. Yes. They know it. They had to bring out their best to beat you. So um, there is a moral victory in that, but you don't want moral victories. Moral victories right. do not denote playoff football team. You want real wins. So there are good things. You, you appreciate the, the nice talk from them and the tip of the cap. That's great. You want the victory next time. Right. Yeah. You do want the victory next time. But I think these are parts of a process in becoming a winning franchise. And I think... Uh, if you can have Seattle on the ropes, if you can get those kinds of compliments out of Seattle, it shows that you are on the right track. And again, no you need victories, but I think this is part of that learning process. You know, and it's it's a early season game, but if I'm a Russell Wilson fan, I might say that that could have been one of his best performances. Really? He was under siege all day. Yes, he And was. he's still moving the ball. Yes. He still found ways to keep them on the field, keep the play viable and whatnot. And give them credit. I mean, I think it was McKissick and Jimmy Graham that basic, and Russell Wilson that basically beat you. Yes, I, um, I would agree with that. Th that's impressive on their part. So, I mean, there's moral victories. They got the victory and a moral victory mm -hmm. that they can find a way to win even when they're outgunned and outgained like they were. Right. So. Uh, it, it works both ways. It does. Yeah, but you you need to get those wins. Yeah. You do. Um, so let's talk more about Tavon Austin sure. and the punt return thing because it did uh, really affect this game, and it's affected this season from a special team standpoint. I mean, at this point, look, we're going into week six of the season, and Tavon Austin has muffed four punts. Three of them have been recovered by the opposition, and that's why at this point Sean McVay has said, hey, we're going to go with either Cooper Cup or Farrell Cooper as the punt returner. What, what has been the issue for Austin? Well, uh, well um, like you said, he's shaky fielding punts. I've uh, been through it. Sometimes punt returners go through it. It's like the yips in golf. Uh, yes. Yeah, they go through it. Um, I've had or field goal kickers. I've had several guys, but those guys were also dynamic playmakers that you want back there with, with the football. So you hold your breath, you hope they field it, mm -hmm. and then good things happen. Um, but if he's having a crisis of confidence fielding punts, then you must remove him. You must remove him from the game so he can correct himself and get over it. Um, there are some other guys you can put back there that are sure-handed. Maybe not as dynamic on the return, but at least they can field the, field the football. Because what's more important? What we just talked about. Right. Keeping possession of the football. That's, that's got to be paramount. So that's the only thing. And I'm sure Sean McVay, uh, as a head coach, just learned something. Because I'm guessing here, but... I think I'm on point. Tavon scored a touchdown, ripped through that Seattle defense, high-stepped him, went into the end zone on a straight handoff. Mm -hmm. I'd put him back there, too. He seems like he's hot today. 
it didn't happen. He fumbled. So I think you might have learned a lesson as a head coach there. So uh, you've got to go with your gut and protect the football at all costs. Uh, if you want to find out a guy, if he's hot or not, maybe not where he's shaky or shakiest. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that was part of the issue. Look, I mean, you, you did. You took him out when he fumbled the first one and fortunately recovered it. Cooper Cup came back in there uh, for that second punt in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. Returned, fair caught it, you know, returned fine. But then after that 27-yard touchdown, I think that you're right. You know, you say, okay, maybe he's figured something out. Maybe he's hot today. How far was that touchdown? Touchdown run? 27 yards. And how big is he? He's not big, like 5'6", 170. Against the biggest, baddest, most prideful defense in the NFC. It was a great play. I'd put him back at punt return, too. He right. was hot today. He was yeah. at, at that point. But then that happens, and then he cooled off. Because if you look yeah. at his final numbers, I mean, he had six carries for 27 yards, yeah. and uh, that run was 27 yards. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I can fully explain to you what fumbling a punt does to a football team. Uh, it, it, it negates what your defense just did, yes. which has forced them to give the ball up, and it takes away the momentum of your offense. Mm -hmm. So it's a scramble. The defense that's off has to scramble and get back on the field, and the plan you had offensively has to wait. It just absolutely kills any sort of momentum you have. Well, it's a sudden change. It is change. a killer, yeah. It's a, that's why they call these things sudden changes, yeah, yeah. And, and it's difficult to deal with those sudden change plays because of that reason, because mentally you are in a different place, and then all of a sudden it's, uh-oh, yeah. we, are, we are totally switched. And I've seen the way you, have, you act in a sudden change, like when somebody <laughs> comes through the door when they shouldn't. <laughs> oh, See, you God. freak out. That, but, but that reaction is what happens on the field. That, that is a reaction that happens on the field. <laughs> when you fumble a punt, that yes. same reaction. Yes. Yes. It's, it's you oblique. want somebody to blame. <laughs> right. Yes. No, you do. <laughs> right. And that's why you, yeah. you, have, to, you have to be able um, to make those plays and to field those catches, especially when you are fair catching the ball. Yes. Right? Like, yes. That means nobody can touch you. Right. And you have to be able to catch it. it it's just So when that happens, you can, you can earn your way back, but just as a precaution to make sure that Jared Goff gets as many touches as possible, if you're shaky, I can't have you return punts. Yes, and I think that's exactly what the Rams are are going to do now. Um, it'll be interesting to see yeah. what who will they will, <clears throat> excuse me who they will turn to, Farrell Cooper or Cooper Cup. I would go with Cup. I you go, would, especially with the offense performing the way it's performing. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you want more touches in the hands of Jared Goff. The yeah. the offense has proven this season they can move the football from anywhere on the field. Yeah. Um, at some point, you might want. You know, you might need a play where you need to flip field position in a hurry and you might want to gamble as a punt returner, but why would you need to now? You can do it conventionally. Yeah, no, you can. Yeah. And, and actually, though, Cooper Cup returned a punt for a touchdown in each of his last three seasons at Eastern Washington. So, something to think about. Yeah, good. Good yeah. for Eastern. <laughs> Give the ball back to Goff. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, so, also offensively, though, it just seemed like things couldn't quite get into a rhythm um, especially with the offense and how it has been run through Todd Gurley. We saw 16 touches for Todd Gurley mm -hmm. in, in this game, uh, 14 carries for 43 yards and then two receptions for seven yards. Do you think it was a conscious effort by Seattle to take Gurley away? I thought early they didn't have a choice. Um, later on in the game when you know they caught fire, got life, they were still in the football game, um, I thought they tightened down just like the Rams did in the second half against Dallas. They mm -hmm. tightened down. They played better. They made it tougher for Todd Gurley to advance the football on the ground. I so, agree. But 
with the way the offense is going and the weapons you have, you had other people that were ready to step up. If you could could have, could have completed one of those targets to Sammy Watkins, mm-hmm. you blow the game open. I mean, it's there. It's true. It's there. You've got man coverage versus your best man coverage beater going down the field. You missed one, and one, it seemed like he misread the route. Mm-hmm. So, But you had those plays available to you. So there were opportunities there. I think Todd Gurley did his job. He got Seattle to collapse on him. You had success early. They had to abandon their plans just to slow him down, which opens everything up. So you had a recipe for really knocking Seattle out of there if you didn't turn the ball over. Was it too much Tavon Austin? That's something that people have been kind of talking about this week. Um, I, it wouldn't have been if you would have had an equal balance of Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think there's ever too much Tavon with the, how they're using him or what he can do with the football after the catch or when you hand it to him. There's never too much of that, but I think there were other people that had plays they left out there. Right. All right, so let's talk about the Sammy Watkins thing because this yeah. sort of lit up the, the Twitterverse on Sunday night into Monday with one of your old teammates, um, one of the tweets oh, that yeah. got that thing started off. Um, but Sammy Watkins had four targets and no receptions. Um, you just alluded to it. One of those was a, a downfield route, just basically a nine route, him on Richard Sherman, and the ball was just a little bit too far out I almost of went Cam Newton on you. What? So funny when I hear people talk about routes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, I had to. I, when you said nine route, I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't want to lose my, really my yogurt it. sponsor. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway, go ahead. I just couldn't resist that. I almost did the lean back, too, and yeah, the smile. Yeah, yeah. Oh, poor Cam. But anyway, yeah. Um, but but that, you know yeah, what, yeah. I wanna, what I do want to say? One, yeah. I think that that particular play was one of the plays that Earl Thomas was talking about. Where yeah. He, Jared Goff looked off Earl and well, then went down the field to Sammy Watkins. Unfortunately, the pass was not completed. But, again. Yeah, what I don't remember is anyone on Sammy, did they get credit for a pass defense? I don't believe so. Because I don't think you were on target on any – Four of those targets. Correct. I don't think you were even close. Correct. So it's not like he was well defensed or dropped or whatever. Correct. Or Jared just missed. Yes. And you they saw, were just off. You saw Richard Sherman just go, you know, get this, give the safe sign or the incomplete, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. Missing my sports, like when, yeah, especially yeah. when that thing goes down the field um, on the nine route. But it's like, what were you really doing there, bro? He had you. He had you beat. Not that I'm trying to insult Richard Sherman, right. but like he, Sammy Watkins did have him beat on that route. Like it wasn't because of you that it's incomplete. Yes. Yeah, that's that's you exalting because you didn't get beat for a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. So when you see something like what happened on Sunday night where Sammy Watkins starts, you know, saying Uh-oh. some stuff on Twitter, is that a big deal? Is that a little deal? Is it no deal? What? It's I different now than when you played. I don't. I don't pay attention to that. I mean, someone told me th- about that, and then I had to go find it. Um, I'm sure in the locker room it may play some, probably with the guys in his own room. You know, the other receivers okay. might have an issue, but everyone else is worried about their own job mm-hmm. for the most part. That's just the way the league goes. But that goes back to the cracked windshield. It's, it's frustration. It's yeah. the right response, just directed in the right way. Yeah. So I mean. That's like me driving around for the rest of the year with a cracked windshield or driving around into the summer with a cracked windshield. The season's over, uh-huh. but that crack still remains. So that stuff is going to be out there. So um, I understand his frustration, but work to get better. Right. Uh, look, the best pros that I know can look at themselves critically and, and not take it personally. And win or lose, good performance, bad performance, they're always trying to work to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think he's still learning as 
as an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. And what we, what we can say is this, that uh, Sean McVay on Monday said that he had had a good conversation with Sammy Watkins about all of that. That's funny. Good conversation. I love good conversations with head coaches, which means he's talking and you're listening. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good conversation. Uh, what he said was that Sammy, the way Sammy Watkins responded to that conversation and the way he anticipates that uh, Watkins will handle things moving forward was very positive. So yeah. that's something to take out of that. Well, I've seen a variation of plays and the way you're trying to get Sammy Watkins the football. They're... Deep ball, short ball, intermediate, crossing routes, outs, mm -hmm. hitches, everything. They're, they're trying to find ways to get Sammy Watkins the football. They want him to have the rock. Mm -hmm. um, it's just not connecting just yet. Yeah. At some point, it will. I, I think so, too. Yeah. And But this is, goes back, I mean, to something else we were talking about last week, right, where people were asking me, oh, what's up with Sammy Watkins? And I said, well, they're scoring 35 points a game. If you want to come at me with what's up with Sammy Watkins this week, like, I get it. Because oh, you no. go 0 for 4 and, yeah. you're, and, and you're only scoring 10 points, like, okay. Like, especially against a team like Seattle where you and I are talking, sort of expect – Sammy Watkins to have more of an impact in a game like that against a division rival with the type of dudes that they've got on the other side of the field. Well, if you, I don't want to say know what you're looking at, but if you watch, he did have an impact on Seattle. Look at sure. the way Earl Thomas is playing, where he's lining up. Look at the way Earl, or look at the way Richard Sherman has to play Sammy Watkins on that side. Mm -hmm. So, and what they're calling against him, um, it is working. It's just right. you're not connecting yet. Um, I saw. I'm watching. Everybody's watching. Jameis Winston and Deshaun Jackson try to get on the same page. Yes. Um, he can find certain guys in that offense. He can find Cameron Brait just fine. He can find Humphreys just fine. Mike Evans catches just about everything, makes Jameis a better quarterback, but he couldn't find Deshaun Jackson just yet. So the Goff to Watkins connection is still a work in progress. But when it hits and it starts to dominate a month, you're going to forget all about this month. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather have those guys clicking in, say, late November, December than now. Yes. I mean, you have a pretty good record when, they, when they're when they not on the same page yet. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine when they are. Exactly. And this offense is still moving the ball well, yeah. um, as we've been saying. So right now, Watkins is fifth on the team in targets with 20. He's got 14 receptions for 211 yards. Um, and when you look at the And I fully expect him to lead the team by the end of the year. You do? In, if he stays healthy. In targets and receptions? Yeah, just... Or, and, or, or one of the In other. targets and receptions. I yeah. mean, Robert Woods is going to be there. Cooper mm -hmm. Cup is always going to be Jared Goff's, you know, his whoopee. His what? His, his safety blanket. The, <laughs> I, I call it... I, back a whoopee? in... Uh, a whoopee. A whoopee. Whoopee. You know, okay. your your baby blanket, your whoopee? I, I did not really have a baby blanket. You guys I had know like, what a whoopee is? I had a Mickey doll. She, Mickey you know what a whoopee is? Don't know what a whoopee is. You don't know what a whoopee is. Blanket. So, okay, never mind. Your like safety Linus. blanket, yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah, people usually call that a safety blanket. Yes, uh, and it's he's almost Sean McVay's whoopee or safety blanket. Can we just go with safety blanket? He's the guy that's guaranteed to be where he's supposed to be at yes. all times. Yes, So yes. There, there is safety, but I expect at some point, when it does, when the light bulb goes on for Goff and Watkins at the same time, that connection is undeniable. Well, you look at what Sean McVay has done in the past, and, and I wrote about this on therams.com if you want to check that out, but just distributing targets, mm -hmm. right? Look at um, last year with Washington. You had yeah. four guys with at least 89 targets and no more than 114. Um, with, That's how you beat defense. Right. Man. It's Jordan Reed, it's Deshaun Jackson, it's Pierre Garçon, and it's Jamison Crowder. Right. Right. All those four guys had at least 89 targets, but not more than 115. So 
that's the kind of thing they're sort of building here in Los Angeles. No you doubt. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and, and it's because you don't want different defenses to be able to key in on certain guys. Remember when we had this discussion, and I have to go back for a hot minute, uh, I'll only stay here for 30 seconds tops, when we were talking about the transition from one coach to Sean McVay uh -huh. and philosophies and how they switch. You won't have any Chase Reynolds on this football team. Yes. You won't have a Bradley Marquez. Right. If you're on that side of the ball, you're in the offense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, you, you can either catch, score, do what have you, but you're in the offense. So there's no more just special teams guys taking up spots on that offensive side of the football. So that's why I'm not shocked about how they're – dispersing the football. Mm -hmm. yeah. And this case goes back to even when they traded for Derek Carrier after Tamara Hemingway's injury. I, I remember I, I asked uh, Sean McVay, like, do you anticipate that he's going to be able to play in week one? And McVay was like, oh, yeah, he'll play. Oh, yeah. Because, and he did. Yeah, and he did. <laughs> yeah. Because A, because he knew the offense, but B, because that's a role that they needed mm -hmm. on their team. And so I think that just speaks to what you were saying, that if you're on this offense, you're going to contribute. You're going to be out there performing. Yes, yes. exactly. Um, so we've talked a lot about the offense here, but uh, I, I do want to talk about this defense, too, because mm -hmm. it seems like – we brought up, okay, did they turn a corner after that six point, only allowing six points to the Dallas Cowboys uh, in the second half? Look, but defense played great. Yes. You turned it over five times. Right. Took it away two, and you still held them to 16 points. That is phenomenal. Exactly. And that's the, exactly the point that I'm yeah. getting to. I, I really think that this unit has turned that corner. Phenomenal. And now, now, mind you, we talked about the advantages you had, the Rams had going in. Um, we expected that defensive line, the Rams defensive line, to dominate the Seattle Seahawks offensive line. I think that bears out in the numbers. Yes. Um, when you watch it closely, Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it took him a couple weeks, he's but he's making there. plays. He's there. Even when he's not making the play, he's affecting the play. And Michael Brockers, I love the way he's performing. Uh, Robert Quinn, um, I, want, I want to see him on the field more. Mm -hmm. But when he's out there, he's affecting the play. Um, the problem that I see that you run into is when those guys are spelled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or uh, if they are accounted for in the offense, as in you double Aaron and you find a way to chip on Robert and, you know, he's got his own battle going with a left tackle. Is there anyone else that can win up front one-on-one? -on -one? Is that's, there anyone else that can? That's, that's one of the things that I think they're sort of having the mm -hmm. difficulty with. I don't know if difficulty is the right word, but – they're still working toward figuring that out. Well, I like this new coaching staff. I like what Wade Phillips did. He did unleash 52. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he let that speed go in the backfield and you had the advantage linebacker versus running back mm -hmm. uh, that our guy can beat that guy and get to the quarterback and it happened time and time again. So, uh, there's a credible plan coming off the bench on this Rams defense. Yeah. Um, like you said, to 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 have to defend five turnovers and only give up 16 points. That speaks to how good they were playing that it game. They only gave up three points off yeah. those turnovers, and the only time that happened was at the end of the game where yeah. it was the Frank Clark sack fumble. Sheldon Richardson good picks play. it up, and yeah. they're all the way, I think, at almost the 30-yard line, if not even further inside of Rams territory than that. But you just brought up Robert Quinn's snaps. I'd like to see him play a little bit more. He played 63%. 
of the snaps, so 43% of the Rams' defensive snaps. You're getting guys like Matt Longacre also playing. Who's playing great football. Yes, yeah, yeah. and he was in there 24 snaps, 35%. So okay. that, that, I think, is sort of the, the kind of balance. It's a timeshare. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's a timeshare. I mean, is. they're sharing the job, and I give them. Uh, what was Aaron Donald's percentage? Uh, Aaron Donald's percentage was 78%, just one under Michael Brockers, who had 54 snaps. Aaron Donald had 53. Okay, so... I want to see Robert, when I say I want to see more Quinn, mm -hmm. I want to see those three guys in particular with the same percentage yeah. or close to it. Yeah, I want those guys in the game at the same time. Part of the reason you're not, and McVay was sort of asked about this, I believe, on Monday, is they're monitoring Robert Quinn to make sure he stays healthy. Yes, I know. And 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 I think with the way that the last couple of years have gone for him, that makes a little that makes sense to me. Matt Longacre is, in terms of pass rush and in terms of healthy Quinn, is the most important person you have for that because you can allow Quinn to step out. Right. Because there is no letdown with with. Matt Longacre. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there, there is there's improvement. Sometimes in certain situations. In certain situations, absolutely, yes. Well, Matt Longacre right now leads the team with uh, three sacks, and Robert Quinn is just behind him with two and a half. Yeah, so yeah. I, it, it speaks to the productivity out of that position on the offense. And leads this football team in attaboys. You know what an attaboy is? <laughs> what is That's an what the coach says when he watches them on tape. Attaboy, yeah. <laughs> he leads the team in attaboys. Absolutely. I think that's. Kind I of bet funny. you led the team in jops. What's Jump that? on pile, and then you want to tackle. You want to get credit for a tackle. We I about, hate guys like that. We just talked about this last I got, We got them all wrapped up. We bring them down, and then you jump on the pile and say, I did it. No. We literally just talked See? about last week how I didn't play defense. He's a JOP. I'm not a JOP. Don't be a JOP guy. I don't like to be on Are defense. you a JOP guy? Don't be a JOP guy. I'm not a JOP guy. Thank you. Don't Matt, jump on Matt, pile. tell them what position you played in high school. I played quarterback and safety. See? He knows. Yeah, Matt yeah. knows. That's He's Matt not a JOP. Good. He's not a JOP guy. Me, I was not on defense, so I never would have been a JOP guy. But I, I, the, the pass rush, though. Yeah. The pass rush has been pretty good. This came out from um, ESPN oh. NFL matchup uh, this morning, Wednesday morning. They tweeted out the Rams are number two in quarterback pressures per pass snap at 33.7% of dropbacks. They're at least getting pressure on the quarterback. And they're also number seven in sacks right now um, with 15. So that, I think, tells you that, oh, look, this, this defensive line is getting some pass rush. I shouldn't say defensive line, the defense as a whole, because you're not just it's not just coming from that line, you know? You've got a lot of speed, and you've got some dynamic players. Yes. Um, you've got a guy that's, I, I don't want to say can't be blocked, but, I mean, it's it's a rarity when it happens in Aaron Donald. In Aaron Donald, yeah. Yeah. Um, bad position, good body position, he can fight his way out and mm -hmm. become effective, uh, become a problem for the offense. And we talked about Quinn and Michael Brockers. Um, it may not be as pretty as what Donald is doing, but... You know, he's getting that big body back towards the quarterback. And when you get within a foot at that size and you extend your arms and your body, I mean, like, that's Look like out. throwing through a, you know, trying to throw through a tree. It is. It's yeah, impossible. So, redwood. yeah, I mean, there's there are things that they're doing that are, are just great. Um, you need to continue on and make sure you earn the right to rush the passer. And you do that by... Making Stop sure they running. can't run. Yep. Yeah. What do you? What did you think of uh, John Johnson in his first start at safety? Um, I saw it coming. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, and this is no knock on Mo Alexander. I like Mo Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the story. I love everything about him. Yeah. But if you go through a history of what do you call that? An anthology of Wade Phillips defenses. Mm -hmm. Find a safety that matches him. There aren't many. No. I mean, they're 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 rangy guys, mm -hmm. um, and. 
Johnson fits that role. LaMarcus Joyner fits that role. I can't wait till you see both of those guys back there. Yeah, I think that's going to be fun. It's going to be tremendous. So it, it is what it is, but I, I love this performance, but I wasn't surprised by it, especially against this offense. Yeah, I, I think that one of the things that stood out to me was just how well he did at the beginning of the game mm-hmm. when they start coming after him basically from jump. You know, Russell Wilson is trying to take these bigger drops and fire it down the field, and John Johnson just gets the pass breakups. He did a good job with that. When I, when you watched him in college, and you watch him in, in training camp and in practice, I mean, everybody is happy when they make a play, but he never looked surprised when he made one. Yeah. Some guys come up with a pick or a sack or whatever. They make a basket, a three-pointer, and they're like, they're so yeah, shocked because yeah, yeah. they didn't know they were going to mm-hmm. make it. The guys that look calm and cool when they hit those shots are the guys that expect to make it. So he was a guy that you can tell with his size, his body type, he was going to be a starter sooner than later. We right. knew this. Yeah. Um, whether he's going to be a star or not, we don't know. But he's going to be out there as a starter at some point, and he's going to be able to make plays. Mm-hmm. You can see it. The guy's got confidence already. Yeah, and he, he deservedly so. Mm-hmm. I mean, the pick that he had off Russell Wilson, I thought, was Beautiful. a really, really, really good play. Beautiful. I mean, because the way he, where he starts – on that play, he's almost at the far hash right before the ball is snapped. He recognizes where he's got to be. I mean, he said um, after the game, he's seen that play on film, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's on the other side of the field, and he picks off the pass. Well, you don't see, well, I mean, sometimes you do. But you don't see rookies that have the, uh, dare I say, the guts. I'll just say the guts. Okay, yeah. To trust their instincts. Mm. Um, some guys are just, they're trying to do what you told them, and they get beat with their eyes. Right. He diagnosed the play. I'm not going to be fooled. It's coming, bang, and I, he, he closed on the football, made a great play on it, picked it off. So um, that is a veteran-type play out of him. Mm-hmm. So some guys just don't, when they get to this point, they become starters. They have this paralysis by analysis. They, they try so hard not to make a mistake, they don't make any plays. Right. He's just playing football. Yeah. When you get caught by a quarterback, though, do you, is that something well, wait a you can talk about him? That's not an average quarterback. It's not an that's, average quarterback. That's two guys. If you look at McKissick on that play, yeah. he was closing. He was. Yeah. I mean, in a foot race, McKissick catches him. Yes. And Russell Wilson took the perfect angle, and it's not like he can't run. So uh, yeah, okay. let's not say he got caught by a quarterback. Okay. I mean, you you are being kinder in the in the defense of John Johnson not scoring on that play than I thought you would. No, because I want you to score. To no, I know. I want you to score. You should score in that situation. You're giving, but more, you're giving more credit to no, the no, no. players you than I No, no, no. You said you got caught by a quarterback. I'm like, wait a minute. Well, that's not an average quarterback chasing him down. I mean, I said he got caught by the quarterback <laughs> because he made the tackle, but the quarterback. Right, right, right. right. Great angle to the ball. It was a great angle to the ball. And he he was being run down by if, – if Wilson doesn't make that play on a straight line, I think McKissick catches him. Maybe. Because he gained. I mean, yeah. and he was – I think he was a step behind when he caught it. Yeah. Yeah, so it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Cody Davis, too, though, I thought – Played really well um, for Lamarcus Joyner, who may be back this week. It's still a little bit unclear because we're on Wednesday, so we don't know if he will practice or when he will practice or how much he has practiced. Um, but McVeigh did say last week that they are anticipating that Joyner could be available for this week's game. But Cody Davis did get that nice pick, yeah. staying back where he needed to be on that trick play. If Lamarcus told me he was ready to play, I still would sit on him really? for a week. Yeah, because I I know why he wants to play. Because you lost and he wasn't out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's going to tell you he's 100 if he's not. Yeah. So I still would stay with the protocol, whatever we said for this injury. Um, but he probably told you he was okay for last Sunday. Yeah, probably. You know LaMarcus. Mm-hmm. But great play by Cody Davis. 
I mean, excellent play. Um, great break. Uh, I thought Seattle tried to get a little tricky. They out-tricked themselves. Yeah. And it was a great break on the ball by by Lamarcus or by uh, by Cody Davis picking off that pass. Yeah. yeah. And it was a nice play to secure it, keep your both feet in, and then yeah. get on the sideline. Yeah. Um, I, I think this defense it, it's taken the next step, but you're going to have to contend with a Jaguars offense that can really, really run the ball. And I, Leonard Fournette, yeah. I think, has done a great job as a rookie through his first five. Well, we when we are on the road, the things we love to do is go watch college football. Mm-hmm. How many times do we go, oh, my God, Leonard Fournette when he was at LSU? A lot. A lot. And to see that actually pan out in the NFL makes your draw even drop even wider mm-hmm. um, because it looks the same. He's just running over pros now. Yes. Yeah, so he's gotten better. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten stronger. So as a fan of football, I am so excited to see this guy live. Yeah, me too. From a Rams perspective, this is a great challenge. Mm -hmm. Great challenge. This is going to be a whole lot of fun to watch. Well, I just – I remember there there was a quote that came out from him um, in the preseason. Oh, it's easy? Yeah. Right. But it's but I mean, is he wrong? I threw that out the minute I heard it. I mean, what do you mean threw that out? He's never been through a regular season game, and you're saying it's easy. So why am I even listening to you? <laughs> How would you know? <laughs> well, he wouldn't know. Yeah. But, I mean, if you look at the performance, like when yeah. you're breaking off 90 yard runs against the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, and you're you're waving on defender. Did you see that play? Yeah. We waves on the defender. Oh yeah. Would that piss you off if you're a defender? Can I say that word? Beyond. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's taunting. Yeah. The 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 point behind the taunt is to make me mad. If and, you and it would. if you're behind me and running for my end zone, waving me, yeah, yeah, that would make me a little upset. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh? I mean, like, I, I would know. actually hope for a fumble on the return just so I can get back out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're doing that to me, yeah. But I mean, isn't it kind of? But when he does it, he he still runs over the guy. Like, don't you, don't you see? As a fan of football, though, can't you see why that's like fun? What, taunting? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I, you asked me if I was out there. I, yeah, I hate no, it. I As a fan, that's funny. Yeah, yeah it's, it's funny. <laughs> wow. Yeah, don't let him do that to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll take you. Do you remember J- Jamal Anderson? Does that uh, name ring a bell? Atlanta Falcons? The name rings a bell, yes. Okay. Yeah, He's Atlanta in the Falcons. end zone right behind me doing the Dirty Bird. <laughs> I was steamed. You know what I could do about it? Not Nothing. Thing, because you let him get into the end zone. <laughs> He's already in there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, right now, Fournette is number two in yards rushing. He is top of the league in rushing attempts. He leads in rushing touchdowns now, mm-hmm. two with five. He is I, yeah. the center of their offense. And if he that gets That couldn't going, have been the plan. Really? It couldn't have been. Why do you think, why do you think not? Well, I, if... And I don't want to say, if you didn't have a quarterback that was still trying to find it, that was, if you didn't have a struggling quarterback. trying to find it is kind. Exactly. If you had a quarterback that wasn't struggling, I don't think he would be the center point of the offense. He'd be a major part of it, but he wouldn't be carrying the load. Well, but he's really carrying the load. I mean, he's getting this many carries. Um, I mean, asked um, head coach Doug Marone about this on his, uh, Doug Marone's conference call with LA Media, which was just before we started recording this, but what they were talking about with the vision for Leonard Fournette um, was basically that he would run the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. And the only the difference is that he has had better hands than they anticipated mm-hmm. in terms of catching the ball. 
And they have also been really impressed with his ability to block on third down. Right. So when they get into those passing situations, they don't just have to take him off the field. He's not just a two-down back. He really has become a three-down back. So I, I guess that's sort of the interesting one of the interesting things about him there. That's the challenge. And, you know, I've seen the Rams go through this when they had Steven Jackson and little else. Uh-huh. Uh, once they did slow down Steven Jackson – that was the game. Right. Um, so when you are facing a hot running back, it's a great challenge because he can run through you over and around you and make you, you know, sing for your supper that day. But if you do find a way to bottle him up. Right. Yeah. And then you force them to be one-dimensional, then you get after the passer. Right. So, yeah, um, as long as you – like San Francisco, when uh, Carlos Hyde, they ran Carlos Hyde at you, I was surprised that Brian Hoyer was up to the task. Mm-hmm. I thought the game would be over then. So, I mean, that's why I'm saying a quarterback that's struggling. I don't want to say he's bad because that's not necessarily true. Got a lot of season to go. He could find his way against you. He could. But Absolutely. But if, if you find a way to slow down or stop Fournette and you get after Blake Bortles, there's a good chance you'll have a great day. Yes, yeah. exactly. But, but big – goodness gracious. Big badge. I don't know what I'm trying to talk about. Oh, boy. <laughs> exactly. Call timeout. Short-circuited Call there. timeout. Short-circuited yeah. <laughs> there for a second. Blake Bortles. That's kind of a hard name to say. Blake Bortles? Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles. Can you Blake say Blake Bortles? Blake Bortles? There you go. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Bortles. Blake Bortles. Come on, it's not that bad. Thank you. I don't know. I guess I'm just Anyway, struggling. go ahead. It's probably me. Um, <laughs> but what you mean, he's a first-round pick, former first-round yeah. pick. They've tried a lot. They, they've invested a lot in, into developing this guy. Um, but right now, you know, he's completing 54.8% of his passes. He's got 827 yards, which is works out to 165 yards per game right now. Mm-hmm. And they're still 3-2. and two, So I think that tells you something about the effectiveness of not just – you know, what they're doing on offense with Fournette, but also um, their defense. But you look at what Blake Bortles was able to do last week or what they asked him to do last week. Mm-hmm. They t- He took two dropbacks in the second half. One of them was a sack. One of them was an incomplete pass to the left. And then from that on, which that was came on the first drive of the second half for yeah. them, he did not even drop back at all. They I didn't think, ask him to throw a pass. I think every coordinator out there, even Sean McVay, if they know that you can just turn the ball and hand it off to a running back and gain yards every every single play, like yeah. with consistency, that's exactly what they'll call. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no, it's not mandatory to have a forward pass. Right. In the offense, yeah, no, yeah. right. If if you can, can if you can just play ball control like that, right, and, and gain yards, take time off the clock. And who was it? Was it Woody Hayes that said, "When you throw the ball, three things can happen, and two yeah. are bad." Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. If you like a punt returner, if he's shaky, or if your quarterback is still trying to find it with his accuracy or his confidence throwing certain routes, then stay away from it as mm-hmm. long as you're having success. So there are certain quarterbacks that are great playing behind a running game, mm-hmm. um, and there are quarterbacks that when they don't have a running game, just aren't as good. Right. So I think that's most of them. Um, Probably, yeah, yes. because you have that balance. Especially this week. So if you can dominate up front, and you, if you can do it with just seven guys, come on, you, you've got the game in the bag. You you would hope so. Um, but you're still going to have to contend with Jacksonville's defense, mm-hmm. which has become one of the better units in the league this year um, through the way they get after the passer. They're first in the league in sacks. They've got 20. And you've also got two cornerbacks – um, and A.J. Bouye and Jalen Ramsey, 
who are really, really good, and they're doing a really good job with what they've been asked to do. Head-scratching when you watch Pittsburgh and you look at Jacksonville's defense. I wonder why – well, I guess you have Antonio Brown, but I, why would you attack – their strength you attack their corners yeah and yes. they made you pay time and time uh -huh. again so um, I thought I was with Le'Veon Bell you should have stayed with the ground game mm -hmm. I think you will have more you would have had more success there and I think that's going to be the key to the football game because I like their front um, I like Paul Puz Puz I can't say his name oh <laughs> Puzlesny what's that Puzlesny mm -hmm. I like him as a player but I mean it's a tra traditional 4-3 defense no frills um, they think they're more physical than you, mm -hmm. um, and I think the Rams have an offense to match that and beat that. So as long as you're moving the football on the ground to open everything up. Right, and yeah. I like Calais Campbell, too. I mean, oh, ultimate seen, respect. Seen, right, we've yeah. seen what he can do uh, for a number of years there with the Arizona Cardinals. He has six sacks. He leads the team. Uh, Dante Fowler, former first-round pick out of can Florida. rush. Yes, yeah. absolutely. He's second on their team with four sacks. Yeah. So those are two guys that the Rams are definitely going to have to contend with offensively. 20 sacks on the year for Jacksonville? Yes, 20 And sacks. 10 came in the first game. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, okay. and, yeah. and when you look at the stats, they're so up and down. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't think they played their worst or their best game yet. I think that's true. So it's, it's still out there for well, them. Well, their best game might have been against Baltimore, actually, in London. 10 I mean, sacks they, against Houston in week one. True, I mean, that's, that's true, a pretty true. good day. No, it is. Yeah. But I just mean the way they – and Baltimore was off on that day, too. Yeah. But, I mean, that was uh, a day that um, – it was right after the, the Thursday night game. I remember. So yeah, I yeah. was in my apartment, you know, in my robe watching football at, like, 7 a.m., which is weird, but this is the West Coast. I, did I just give an Far too age? much information. Why? I mean, I got out of bed. I was what did you pajamas. just picture? Miles in a, miles in a row. Right, right, okay. That was too much. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I wasn't like lounging. Like I just, I, I had on my PJs and I put on the robe I, and I had I some bacon. It was a great morning. Maybe a Bloody Mary was mixed in there. Your mom is listening. Yeah, well, <laughs> not anymore. She just <laughs> not after the she glitter, just stopped. Not after the glitter episode last week. That was that was probably too oh, much for her. Oh my god! Um, but you you brought up their their rush defense, yeah. and you know what? They are giving up 146 yards per game on the ground. They only the jag uh, the Jaguars the Chargers mm -hmm. have been worse. Um, with their run defense, they're giving up 161 yards per game, 5.4 yards per attempt. So that ought to translate to a lot of girly this week, right? Right. Uh, well, given up on the ground because of what they, how they play and what they're calling. But they're not giving up many plays over the top either. Right. Yeah, so they're trusting their guys up front to stop the run. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. Traditional 4-3, no frills. Um, their best adjustment is play harder. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. But if, but if they're more physical and they're playing at home with crowd noise, yeah. They can absolutely get after you, but it's not going to be that tricky. You're going to know where they are. Uh, they're not really going to fool you that much. They're just going to try to beat you in the phone booth. That's right. how they want to play. And they want to make the offense earn it down the field. So if you're efficient, if you can be accurate with your passes, not have any pre-snap penalties, you'll move the ball against them, mm -hmm. and you'll be able to score. But if you give them life or if you – are shaky in anywhere, if you can't complete passes, if you're making mistakes in the run game, they're going to have you in third and long situations. And right. with that 4-3, they're going to get after you. Right. And the one thing that I think we've noticed about this offense is that it's done well with staying ahead of the chains. Mm -hmm. It did not do that 
last week really against Seattle and that I think led to a lot of the issues that yeah. were, were starting to happen. Um, in the red zone though, anything you've seen on film that you can point to for the Rams offense that makes you say, okay, this is why they've just not really been scoring touchdowns down there? Well, I thought you, the Robert Woods play in Dallas, that was a touchdown. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I still don't know why that wasn't. Uh, I said that last week. I, I don't know. If, 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 not Richard Sherman, if Earl Thomas doesn't knock the ball out of Gurley's hands, that's a red zone touchdown. Okay. So, I mean, there's a lot of good things. And like we said, that was the best ball I've seen Jared Goff lace in there. Cooper Cup just didn't catch it. Oh, and that was in crunch time. Yes. So I see a lot of good things. I see a lot more good things than bad things mm -hmm. in the red zone. So I, I don't think there is a red zone problem. I think okay. just a series of unfortunate incidents kept you from scoring. Why didn't you just go with series of unfortunate events like the book series? No? You don't know a series of unfortunate yeah, events? Yeah, I did it on purpose not to use the book. It, it would have been funnier. Anyway, go ahead. Matt, do you know a series of unfortunate events? Yes. I know it, but it's copyrighted. Can we even say it? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Tell him. Know. Tell him. I don't know. That's, that's I mean, why I just, stopped myself. Just, it would have been a series of unfortunate plays. <laughs> right. I don't know. All right, so before we get out of here, I do have a, a food-related <laughs> question, a, team, a hashtag Team Mustard question of the week. Because I know that you're doing the meatless thing now. Oh, thank you, Miles. Sorry. Well, thank you. You don't want me to tell the people Thank that? you. Anyway, go ahead. Well, but, okay. So, but I like food. And I was having this discussion with a few friends of mine this week. Um, blue cheese. Do you like blue cheese or no? Should blue cheese exist? That was the central question. Uh, I used to. Okay. Uh, my mother introduced me to blue cheese. Mm -hmm. Tasted pretty good. I think I went through a little run with it, and I haven't ordered it since. Wait, how long has that been? I mean, I was a kid. Wow. Yeah, so I mean. So we're talking a long time. It's not top of my menu. But should, like inherently though, should it exist? Like either whether you're having it on wings or a burger or a salad, a little blue cheese crumble on a salad, I think that's great. Yeah, it exists. Every, everywhere I go, there's blue cheese is available. Right. Just because I don't like it, should mean it disappears. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Person who oh. would know that oh. what I'm talking about. But okay, but blue cheese. Is that you? With, no, it's not Matt. No, oh. I, I was talking to the camera. Oh, okay. But blue cheese, blue cheese with wings. Is yes or no? I never have. Never. Never. Ranch no, I, is better. I don't use ranch. You don't use ranch or blue cheese. No, whatever okay, the so you don't break whatever this type, type of wings I I order are the wings I'm going to eat. I okay. don't need extra sauce. Matt, how about you? What do you ranch. think of blue cheese? Uh, I only eat white or yellow cheese. <laughs> Blue cheese is sort of white. I was just joking. I'm about to. It's oh. a color joke. But, oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> I tend to avoid it, not like intentionally, but just because I don't know. Why are you asking me about blue cheese? Because I was having this discussion with a couple of people, Ooh. and like this is the a couple. Since of since we're outing people about you know eating stuff, what are we talking about? We're talking about a couple of people that okay. used to work here with okay. the Rams. Okay, and so. they don't like blue cheese, or they do the, like blue cheese. The person, no, they don't. But they well, they like blue cheese on a burger. One person said that blue cheese should not exist entirely, and I say I don't really like it on like a steak or flavor. I like blue cheese with my wings. If I'm not going to dip the wings than the blue cheese, but I like dipping the veggies in the blue cheese as opposed to ranch. Okay. All right. There we go. All right. So Am I better we get, or worse after that? I don't know. I don't did I learn know. something or did I get dumber? Maybe you okay. might have gotten <laughs> What dumber. just happened? Okay. All right. Single most important thing the Rams have to do to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, play within themselves. Um, 
don't try to replay the game against the Seahawks against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. Um, play the Jags uh, and and be better than what you were a week ago. But I would have said that win or lose. Yeah. So constantly try to get better. And I think it goes without saying, you can't turn the ball over. Yeah. You can't turn it over at home, and you really can't do it on the road. Right. Yeah, the crowd will – it'll be unforgiving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, well, that'll do it for us here inside the Rams studio connected by AT&T. Next week, we will see if we will get one of these done. It might not be on camera because we will Blue be cheese? in – Oh. No, not that. A oh. podcast. Oh. We're going to be in Jacksonville at this yeah. time next week um, with the team. Obviously, Rams are flying from here to Jacksonville – um, this Friday and then next Thursday we will be flying from Jacksonville to London. So that should be a fun trip. Can I say one more thing? Yes, absolutely. Did he turn down a million bucks last week? Turned down one million dollars. One million dollars. To get run over by a practice squad running. And back. he said no. I, I don't remember that I said no. Check the tape. We should check the tape and okay. we'll get back to you on that. But we will probably see you next week. <laughs> and if not, then we'll see you when we get back from London. Uh, for DeMarco Farr, for my producer Matt, I'm Miles Simmons. Thanks for watching Between the Horns.